I can trust him at his nose now that he's going to set boundaries of where he is at, mm-hmm. which makes me allow me to trust his yeses more. Uh-huh. That's a good point. I like that. And yeah. so I feel like it's the same way. Like I can set a boundary and say no, and he will respect that boundary, which will only make him want to accept my yeses further. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. My name is Hannah, and I am healed by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Emily, and I'm in the process of healing, not from that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) From relationships, correct? I was joking. I was like trying to be funny, obviously. And welcome Um, to our podcast. Yep, here we are. In the, not the flesh. We are just still (laughs) doing FaceTime. I don't know. This is already off to such a chaotic start. And I just, I just feel so bad for you guys. But anyways, what did we celebrate on Friday? We are our second anniversary. Mm -hmm. I almost said we're going to our third year. (laughs) We're going to be three. We're going to be three. three. We turned two. And this episode that you're listening to right now is the start of season three of this damn show. Buckle up. Buckle <laughs> up. If this is any inclination of to what is to come, it's going to be pure chaos because in this season I'm moving. Hannah's coming out with an album and I don't know what characters are going to come across this season. Hopefully not many more. Hopefully the writer hopefully, stays. Hopefully we're done with the characters. Hopefully. Maybe we can just have like other people that just pop in and have little stories. I feel like I've been in a whole like transition. I mean, ironically, like this is a new season of the podcast, but I feel like we're also going into a new season of our lives along with coming into fall, the physical weather inclement season. Um, so, which we know Hannah's vibing with every single oh, day. y'all fall is just beautiful. Anyways, I'm even, <laughs> I'm even like bringing it into work. I ordered like five fall children's books today on Amazon. <laughs> For all the kids. <laughs> this is why I don't have any money. <laughs> Anyways, I'm over here buying apartments. <laughs> or trying already, to buy an apartment. I already got one of those. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that apartment shopping in LA is um, fun. No, said no one ever. Uh, <laughs> I think everyone hates apartment shopping. Like it's just terrible. So here's hoping that, you know, smooth sailing from here on out. That's what we're manifesting. We're manifesting more money, more abundance, uh, more patience, (laughs) (laughs) more time. (laughs) Because I think your girl's starting to get gray hair. I don't know if it's blonde or gray coming in, but it's a travesty. I need needless to say my hairstylist is going to kill me. Ooh, Mm. it's okay. It's okay. Mm. (laughs) but you speaking of everything that's been changing you just got back from nashville yes and we're dying to hear all about it nashville was a blast from the past (laughs) from the past i hate myself i have been to nashville before remember i went to nashville to audition for the voice and then they told me no so then i went to bar taco and i ordered a 60 dollar pitcher of margaritas and got drunk because they told me no and I got the Snapchat from that. Yes, yes. So that was great. So we got to relive our bar taco experience. It was a much better experience. They had a pineapple express drink. It was tequila and pineapple juice. And I think that's my new go-to. It was delicious. It was so good. Anywho. I sound like I'm allergic to it, but it's fine. You probably are. It's okay. We could put vodka in it for you. It's fine. Um, rum. Yeah. But- or rum. Pineapple rum would probably be really interesting. Um, anyways, back to what I was talking about. What was I talking about? Oh, Nashville. So fun. Um, I finished my song like a week before we went. Um, so I was a little bit nervous. Like I wasn't super nervous, but I was like, eh, like what if I like mess up? I've never heard the track that he created. Like I literally heard it when I was in the recording booth. Um, Dylan was so cool. Um, he is, um, a guitarist for Colt Ford. Um, so he had literally just gotten back from tour and then was going out on tour the next day again. Um, I have some very special people that are playing on it. Um, and 
he was so funny. He was like, first off, you sound like you've sang this song a hundred times. You're like very well prepared. And my boyfriend was like, yeah, that's just her. She's always over prepared for like everything. (laughs) Um, So like we recorded the entire song with like harmonies and like backing vocals in two hours. I have never done something like that before. Yeah. You texted me. You're like, we're done. I was like, for today? I was like, and you're no, like, no, we're, we're done. We're done. Um, so I like sang to the track that he created, but then he was going to have like people play on it. He wanted to get the vocals and the tempo down first. Um, so that, that, that other part just went a little bit smoother. So there's going to be, um, guitar, like piano, like, um, different sounds, but he was so funny. He like kept, he like kept complimenting me. And so I was like, thanks. <laughs> Because I don't do well with compliments. Um, I was like, thank you. Like, oh, thanks. What was he saying? Well, he was just like, wow, you have such a good voice. Like, you sound so good. Like, this song is so good. Like, this is such a vibe. This song reminds me of Taylor Swift folklore. And I was like, you don't understand the kind of compliment that is. (laughs) I was like, honestly, that was kind of the vibe I was going for. Like, I really wanted, I was like, I think she's an amazing lyricist. And I love the vibe of folklore. And I was like, kind of trying to do something similar. Um... So yeah, he Blaine was like, he was like in here like vibing with the song. And so that made me feel really good because he's around a lot of musicians and he works with musicians and, um, I mean, he produces a lot of musicians too. So to have someone, um, give that kind of compliment to a song that I've written and I like 100% wrote this by myself, like I didn't have anyone else co-writing on it. Um, that was really exciting for me. So I'm very excited. I cannot wait to hear it. Um, I still haven't got back anything, but I mean, I literally was just there on like Monday and Tuesday. So yeah, it was fun. Um, we didn't get to eat at milk and honey, which is where I wanted to have brunch. Um, because we had to wait in a line, which we thought like, cause normally in Nashville you wait in the line and then they seat you like as you're going, well, this particular restaurant, you waited in a line to put your name down and the wait was like a two and a half hour wait. And so we did not to put your name down. No, we waited like 30-ish minutes to put our name down. I thought we were waiting to go sit down. So that was kind of a bummer. But we had a lot of fun. It was nice. Um, we went to... We went to um, so we stayed at a Holiday Inn, which we stayed a lot of... Hotel, Motel, Holiday Inn. So we stayed a lot of Holiday Inns. Like, we're both IG, IHG rewards. Um, but I picked a Holiday Inn and not the best uh, part of Nashville. Of course. So, because it was the cheaper one, of course. Um, so instead of staying near the airport where there was, like, all of the, like, things around it, we stayed on the other side where there was nothing except for we did walk across the street and go to the Lost Patty. <laughs> the fuck is that? It was like this like restaurant bar. And so we went to the Lost Patty and like there were like five people in there and they were definitely all locals, but they were having like they had like a heavy metal like band in there. And so, so What we, the fuck is Patty though? Why are they lost? It made me think of Krabby Patties, but you didn't watch SpongeBob, so it's okay. But I mean, um, I know what the fucking Krabby Patty is. I'm not a fucking oh, idiot. I mean <laughs> No, so the bartender like you could tell the bartender was like, what the heck are these people doing in here? Like, we just did not belong. And it was just the most interesting and awkward experience I have ever had in my entire life. And the fact that we just went, we wanted a drink and that was the only place, only place around. Yeah, it was fun. Fun times. But the beds were super uncomfortable because we stayed at the wrong Holiday Inn. So two out of five. <laughs> Two out of five rating. Did you know there were mo- there are moxie hotels in Nashville? Because I didn't know yes. that, and I would have much rather stayed in a moxie. Yes, I did know that. I was very, very mad at myself. So the next time I go, when I go to record again, I'm going to stay at a moxie. Yeah, I always, um, whenever I go, whenever I'm booking vacations, which is, this is also the reason why I am the one that books the stays on our vacation. Oh, I don't give a shit about the place that I stay in. As long as it's comfortable and nice, I don't care. But um, I always look up boutique hotels and yeah. the place that I'm staying at because usually boutique hotels are cheaper sometimes or around the same rate and mm-hmm. they're smaller and they're just usually better. Yeah, and Moxie a, is a boutique hotel. There's a Moxie in downtown Nashville, which I would not stay at that one. But there's a Moxie in Hillsboro, which is like really close to where, um, like, I recorded. So I was like, mm-hmm. I would rather just stay there. So I'm really, I'm really hoping that next I can work, time, 
yeah, next time. I'm really hoping I can work with him again because um, I'd like to do my whole album with him. Um, he's Especially very cool. that piece, uh, that pace and everything. Like, oh, 100%. Well, and like, um, like he appreciated my preparedness. He was like, a lot of times people will come in here and they just like don't even know the song. You can tell they've only like sang it through like twice. And I'm like, I would never. I was like, I don't like to wait. I don't like people to waste my time and I don't like to waste other people's time. So I was like, and also like I'm paying you for my time here. Like, I don't want to, I don't need to be here any longer than, you know, it's not by the hour, it's by the song. But, um, but I was like, I just don't like, if we don't need to take six, seven hours and like, I don't want to take six, seven hours. So I'm very excited to hear it though. So that will kind of be my deciding factor as to like what we do next, but cool, cool, cool. Yes. How is it going with Blaine versus uh, me? (laughs) Um, he's really, he's so easygoing. So like, it was really chill. Um, he just like sat in and listened and, um, yeah, I mean, we went, we did a couple things. He like wanted to take a nap during one of the days, the day that we were like going to the studio, like in Mm -hmm. the middle of the day, Mm -hmm. which I was like, I don't want to do that. That's boring. But also I was like feeling a little anxious about recording and I didn't Mm want to like be somewhere and then be late. And so I was like, Mm -hmm. actually, let's just go back. So I did. An online course for my work. I was saying, I, was I wouldn't hotel. have fallen asleep because I would have been afraid I would have slept through something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, so I didn't. I stayed up, but um, but it was kind of nice to take a break because we had been standing in line and we like walked around um the Gulch area and all of that. But it was really hot. I wanted it to be like more fall weather, but we're not quite there yet. So, but yeah. Did you you do anything crazy this week or? I don't have any story times for this week. Unfortunately, I am so sorry to the listeners. Um, My life is getting very. Adultish. Mm -hmm. We're we're getting older. Mm. (laughs) Older and wiser. Mm. Well, I mean, the only story that I have was that last week was the writer's birthday. And I made a fool of myself when I FaceTimed him because I fell asleep on FaceTime. Granted, he FaceTimed me at fucking 11 p.m. Eastern time. Eastern time or Western time? Eastern time. Like my okay. time. 4 p- okay. 11 p.m. here. And okay. after I had just been working till 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. So I'm exhausted, right? You're he didn't ready fa- to go. He didn't, no, I'm sorry. He didn't FaceTime me until midnight, probably. Oof. So... I was like, yeah, I'll be awake. It's fine. Bitch, I wasn't awake. It was midnight (laughs) here. So that's like 9 p.m. there. Mm -hmm. And he FaceTimes me and he's telling me all about his day, the dinner he just had with his friends, all this stuff and everything. My bitch ass falls asleep during the FaceTime. And at some point, at some point I said, yeah, I like the graffiti sweater. And he was like... (laughs) He's like, what the fuck? What, what graffiti talk- sweater? What are you talking what are you, about? What are you talking about? And I was like, here, I'll show you. And I get up, I pick up my phone. I'm scrolling through my photos and everything. Halfway through me scrolling through these photos, I realize I was literally just talking in my sleep. And I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And I was like, how the fuck do I like not embarrass myself and like get the fuck out of there? I was like, I don't know. Never mind. Don't, don't worry about it. It was something you sent me earlier. Just up. Uh, don't worry about it. Anyways, so continue telling me about your day. <laughs> and he's Plates like, it all. He's like, he's like, you seem. He's like, and I don't mean like in, in a mean way. You look and seem really tired. Um, how about I let you go and I call you tomorrow? <laughs> I was like, okay, if you want to. He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you go. <laughs> oh, that's so, so I was funny. Like, oh my god, that was embarrassing. But it's okay. It's okay. It was bound to happen eventually. It's mm-hmm. perfectly fine. Um, it's probably well, going to happen again. Soon enough, you'll be on the same time. So, and then I'll be the one falling asleep on FaceTime. <laughs> We're going to have to really figure out, it's you know. It's going to be so much fun. If we are chaotic, it's because. We are chaotic. It's because it's either really late at night for Hannah or it's super fucking early in the morning for me. It's going to be great. We're going to figure it out. It's going to be wonderful. There's going to be no in-betweens unless I have a day off. True. True. And we both had the same day off. 
Which is going to be very rare. Yes. But so, it's okay. But it's okay. You're going to have to bear with us this season. I, I apologize in advance. <laughs> and then maybe once, you know, if, if you guys want to Venmo me like 10 bucks every listener, then I can like come to L.A. <laughs> And um, we can record in person again. <laughs> Are you going to give them exclusive content in exchange? I will have a phone call, a 10-minute phone call with you. You can ask me whatever. A dollar, a dollar for a minute. My Venmo is at Hannah-Adams-83. Venmo me. <laughs> so I can get to L.A. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god. So we really need some sponsorships this season is what I'm hearing. Okay. Sounds yes. great. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> what is your captivation though this week? Oh, I went to Charlotte this weekend for a continuing ed course and so I stayed with my sister and we went to the mall and her mall has an urban outfitters. So where I live, you know, we have this really shitty mall and we don't have an urban outfitters. Um, so anyways, they are like one of the only places that have the huge claw clips, um, which I need for my entire head of hair because the other ones I have to do. And it like does this little like fountainy thing. And if my hair is not curled, it looks really stupid. So this one, like I can just like flip it around and get the whole thing of hair this is really great explanation for you guys but like clamping all of my hair i get what you're saying (laughs) so they had some fun colors i got like um i got a like a light mint green and then a brown um it's like a like a deep tan colored brown i don't know how to describe it um it's an interesting color brown but i thought it would look really pretty for like fall um so that is my captivation. Big claw clips that actually hold my hair because the small ones aren't doing it for me. So I don't know what that's life is like. I don't own claw clips and it's not because I don't appreciate the trend. Um, it's that I don't have enough hair to participate mm. in the event. <laughs> you don't uh-huh. have enough to participate. <laughs> I had to sit this one out, guys. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. What's your captivation? So I've been... In order to procrastinate all the work that I need to do, like moving, I have been binging different television shows. And one of them, the ones I have been binging, is on Hulu, and it's called Only Murders in the Building. And it is... Is that the one with Selena Gomez? Yes, it is. Selena Gomez and Steve Martin. Yeah, that keeps popping up. And I didn't really, like, have an interest in watching it at first, mainly because the kind of... After watching it, it's similar but not similar at the same time to an idea that my friend had actually for a television show. And I was like, oh, that sucks for that person. Like, I sympathize. Like, my friend had an idea for a television show where it was, like, people, like, investigating true crime murders. And they also Mm -hmm. had a podcast. And it was a comedy, which is essentially what the show does, too. It's uh, these two dudes, these two old dudes who... uh, want to start a true crime podcast and they're investigating a murder that happens in their apartment building in New York. And Selena Gomez's character is also into this shit. And like, they team up all three together cause she like knows the deceased or something. And so she's like interested in like why her friend died. And so oh, wow. they kind of like team up together and it's really like lighthearted. It's comedy. So like the episodes breeze by really quickly cause they're only 30 minutes, but it is very like easy to watch like it's a nice like relaxing show you wouldn't think a show called only murders in the building would be relaxing but it's just very lighthearted. like if you like steve martin dad humor and you like the characters like Gomez played on wizards of every place if you vibed with alex russo's humor and like her style character that's she plays the exact same type of character in this show like the same sardonic sense of humor uh you would vibe with it it's really great and there's honestly like watching it and it's like Martin Short and Steve Martin, who are the two lead guy characters, and they have a podcast. And watching it, I am definitely Martin Short's character, and you're definitely Steve Martin's character. Because oh no, no, I feel like I need to watch it. 
because Martin Short is definitely a fucking Leo. Like his character's a Leo, and he's always just like you know trying to get the best sound clip like for the interviews and things like that. He's like, can you just say that again, but with more intensity? And he's also a director in real life. Like like his character's a director, and it's just hysterical. And like Steve Martin's character's like only like is in the podcast because he's been like entangled into this thing with this, these people. It's really funny. And every time I watch it, I'm like, yeah, that's definitely me or Hannah. So that's so funny. I have, yeah. Yeah. If you like true crime, you like true crime podcasts. It's a really cool show. It's a play on it and everything. That's so fun. Once I get finished with the good doctor, I'll watch that next. But then you comes out. I know the day that I'm going to Disney on the 13th. It's when you're going. To- oh, I thought you said it was the 15th. No, 13th. Oh, I can at least watch some of it. I can try to binge it. <laughs> There's no way I can binge it in two days. I just cannot do that. Yeah, Ugh. October 13th. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so excited. But yeah, I'm so excited for you to come out. It's going to be really awesome. And I think that every season, it just looks like it gets more and more intense. I know. And better. I know. And so I'm really excited to see what plot twists they're going to pull out this season. Because I feel like love is going to go batshit crazy. Oh, 100%. Based on the trailer, mm-hmm. Which I'm mm-hmm. thrilled for because Victoria Peretti, I feel like she can go hard on that kind of role. And I just, and you know, get to look at Penn Badgley even more is always I a know. plus. I'm very excited. It's going to be great. Yeah. But before we get into this week's episode, we want to do a couple of housekeeping things really quickly. Make sure you guys are following us on Instagram at the Gals Guide Pod and also on our personal Instagrams. Mine is at Emily Elise. Mine is at Hannah Nicole Adams. And on there, you can find all of our updates, little extras from the episodes, and you guys can participate in what episodes we do in the future because we always like post stuff on our stories and Instagram lives. Also, make sure you guys, if you're listening on Apple, that you hit that follow button and give us a five-star review and leave us like a little blurb. We love hearing from you gals. And if you're listening on Spotify, hit that follow button as well. I wish Spotify would come out of the rating system, but... Until then, hit that follow button and share the episodes with your friends. Text it to a friend. Have a gal pal listen in with you and discuss afterwards. Yes, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So today's episode, we are talking about healing in relationships because this was kind of inspired by like a friend of ours. And it was something that you and I both could relate to in a way because I often hear, and I want to say it was either Kirstie Taylor or Allie or someone that we know post a TikTok about this, about how after you go through a breakup where you experience like trauma or like you've like been through like a really like, like you've had to learn a lot of lessons and everything. You have this self-reflective journey where like you're trying to heal yourself and everything and you don't really get to put those lessons into practice until you're in a new relationship. And I agree. I always say like, do not jump from relationship to relationship, like heal and do some learning, some reflection before you jump into a new one, because you're just going to keep repeating the same old thing until you eventually get sick of it and you have a breakdown and everything. Uh, You have to kind of heal your own little wounds. But I think it's really important that you really see their progress and you really begin another phase of healing when you're in a new relationship because it's like okay I've done this work I've reflected anything like that how do I know I'm ready well you don't know you're ready until you get into a new relationship and you put that stuff to the work and that's when the real test becomes I, I think evident like you really don't get that chance to Im- implement these um, lessons that you've kind of healed from and, and implement boundaries and your standards and things like that and I kind of wanted to talk first about what we're going through both of us, what we've, you've gone through, what I'm going through and how we've done that both ourselves. And I wanted to start with you first, because I think you, I'm in the process of doing it, but you've done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think all that is super valid because like you don't really realize until you get into your relationship after the one that you've learned a bunch of lessons from, like how much you actually learned and how much it actually has shaped you as a human being. And I think a lot of that stems for me and like the way that I communicate with my boyfriend now, as compared to how I used to communicate with him, you know, or with my ex. Um, and so, um, for me, I think like, I would say, I would say for me, the, the lesson that I learned the most was that like to kind of be more vocal when, 
I don't like something or when something is um, like hurting my feelings or was said different or even just like how we like work together as a couple. And I don't think that I really did that in my previous relationship. I feel, feel like I kind of was let myself be walked on. Um, I was very much like needing to be wanted, (laughs) if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and so a lot of times, like I would just keep my mouth shut or I would let things like pile up and then I would like blow up and then, um, you know, I'd get really frustrated and really mad. I wouldn't understand why this person didn't like know what I was going through and all of that. But now I like immediately when something doesn't sit right with me, I just bring it up. Um, and I know I've talked about that on the podcast before, but I think it's one of the biggest lessons that I learned was that it is, it is okay to speak up in a relationship and it is okay to explain like why something bothered you or like how you would like them to communicate with you better. And they're not going to just like leave you for it. I think I was in this like whole, well, if I say something against them or if I make them upset or if I like have an opinion that's different from them, like they're just going to leave me. Um, or they're going to like not want to be with me anymore because I'm not that like go with the flow kind of person that I have always been. And I still feel like I am a very like go with the flow kind of person, but I am more willing now to speak up because I feel like I'm not being walked on, like, like my opinion matters and that like, um, my boyfriend actually like cares to know how he can better serve me in our relationship. Um, and I think that's something that I had no idea how to implement that. Like you can't just like, I mean, you can like with communicating with like your friends or your family or whatnot, but like in a, in an emotional way, like you don't get to practice it. So for me, it was kind of scary the first time because I was like, okay, well, I know I need to speak up, but I'm so, I'm also scared because I've not done it before. Yeah. Like, so it was like a brand new feeling. Um, cause I think like when, with friendships and family, like you don't have that fear that they're going to leave kind of thing. Yeah. You, like you do in a relationship. Right. Exactly. And so, so the first time was definitely like scary, but then I, the, then it was so well received that I was like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, you're not an asshole and you actually yeah. care. Um, but yeah, I really think for me, that was the biggest one. Um, I'm trying to think of other lessons that I learned, but I don't know. I'm still super needy, (laughs) but I'm trying to be better. Um, My boyfriend told me today that I have separation anxiety from him, which I did not realize, but apparently I come across that way. And it's not so much that like I have separation anxiety from him as the fact that I just miss him when I'm not with him. Do you Um, think that will transfer over when you have kids? It transfers over with my dogs. Like, I don't want to leave them because I'm like, I don't want to leave. You're so cute. So, um, yeah, I think it will. I think it'll be really hard for me to go back to work once I have kids. Um, I think I'll be that mom that's like, first day back to work. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Couldn't be me. I mean, well, and I think that just speaks to the fact that I love quality time. And I think that's also mm-hmm. something that, like, I I didn't get a lot of in my previous relationship. Like, I felt like I had to, like jump through all these hoops to get quality time with the person that I was dating at the time. And so, but I was like very upfront about like, you know, I, I'm very much a person in a relationship that like needs to have quality time. What doesn't have to be us hanging out for like eight hours in a day, but like Mm -hmm. every day, like I want like some of your time, whatever it is. Um, and so even if it's like a phone call or a text or, you know, whatever. Um, but that was also something that I felt like I, couldn't practice in a relationship until I was in a relationship because I was like, shoot, like, how do I, how do I tell people that I want to hang out with them more? Like, just and say I don't, that. I know, but it's like, I don't want to be that person, like going no, into a new I, relationship. No, I understand. Yeah. And being like, I need all of your time. Basically. That's like what they hear. They don't hear like, Oh, she just like wants to make sure like when we're together, it's like our phones are down or, you know, we're like really connecting yes. when you're in a new relationship. It's really hard to like, say that you want that because then it comes across like, oh God, this girl's going to be like so neat. You know, that's, that's my fear. I know that's not how it's perceived. Whereas like if someone, like if someone told me like, I just want, I like to spend like more time with you, like in person, I'd be like, oh, 
I know. I'd be like, How oh, sweet. shoot. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like. It would make me feel wanted in that way. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think, I think I was thinking of it from a different perspective. And mm-hmm. so, um, again, it was received well and has been implemented in our relationship. And so I think it's just a matter of like, just like taking the, t- you like, you have to take the time to like reflect. And I think that's the hardest part when you are leave when you leave a relationship, even if it was like something very short or if it was long or if that person, like you thought that person was your person, like having to heal from that, like just emotionally and then having to take the time to reflect back on it is very hard, I think, because you don't really want to go back to that place. But I think it's really important to go back to that place. You don't have mm-hmm. to go back to the like emotional like state that you were in necessarily. You don't have to like relive everything. But I think it's important to like from an outside perspective, like look at your relationship and be like, okay, so like what did this teach me? And like, what can I walk away with learning? Like, oh, I don't like to be treated like this. Or I don't like when that this person did this to me. I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen again in the future. And like, just kind of trying to figure out like your own self-worth within mm-hmm. a relationship. But I don't think that you can do that until you reflect back on it. But I think that you have to wait until you are like over it. Like, I think it's yeah. really hard to like reflect and like le- like find those lessons that you learned when you're still like super upset or emotional or mad or yeah i think there's two sides of that because for you i feel like it's hard to do that because you feel your emotions yeah you allow yourself to feel your emotions whereas i'm like let's intellectualize this really quickly instead of feeling them you can like separate yourself that which is not good either like it's not good to like only intellectualize your emotions because it's like you're only studying them you're not actually feeling them and going through them and everything uh, so yeah, I, I think that you definitely had to have that space though, in order to actually get that outside perspective of it mm-hmm. without having a reaction to it. Right. Right. Cause you're still going to be upset or mad or angry or like hurt and all these things. And I think that's going to play into how you view them, but if you can wait a little bit and then, but I think that's also important. And I know some people are super different and some people get over people in in different ways and some people date quicker than other people. And I don't really have an opinion on the timeline because in my opinion, it's just kind of depends. Like I don't know what Mm -hmm. a timeline is because I think everyone is super different. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important to make sure that you don't move on to a new thing until you can safely say that you're okay leaving this other one. I think it's okay to still have like some feelings or thoughts about what happened in the situation, but not anything to the extent of like towards the person. Like, like when you think about that person, like it's okay to still be like sad and upset, but it doesn't need to be like, Oh man, like what if, or like what, you know, what if we did this or this was different than this could have happened. I just think there's like, I think there's a fine, I think there's a gray area. Um, that people sometimes get stuck in where they think they're over the person, but then they get in a new relationship and they realize they definitely weren't. Yeah. And they usually are just like, Oh, like I miss the person. But sometimes it's like, do you miss them or do you just miss the memories? And you said that that to me. And that was the best thing that I think anybody has ever told me was like, do you actually miss them? Or do you just miss the good memories that you have of them? And that's what inclined made me keep the text messages that I received Mm -hmm. when, you know, my ex was saying like bad things, you know, not bad things, but it's just like the way that things were said, I kept them and I would go back to them and I'd be like, no, this is what happened. And this is what I was, what was said to me. And this is, you know, how it made me feel. And like that kind of helped me remember that not everything was just rainbows and butterflies. Like there were a lot of issues. Exactly. Cause usually the good memories are tied to usually the beginning of the relationship as well. And who that person is at the end of relationship is not always the same as who they were at the beginning. You have to acknowledge them as a whole person instead of only the good things, because as a whole person, they still did those those bad things assuming mm-hmm. that they were the one that you know or the reason for the breakup or whatever right um, you know they still did things that, at the end of the relationship that led to this end and that also is who they are as well too they're not just only one good or one bad they are still like there's happiness with them like taylor swift said there was happiness with them and there's happiness without them um mm-hmm. because of you and because of them uh, you have to kind of acknowledge them as a whole. So they may say like, oh, I love you and everything, but you have to acknowledge that that person that's saying, I still love you kind of also hurt you. And 
those that was drawn a line so um you have to really like decipher and see like okay if they said they loved me but they're breaking up with me they must not love me then because they wouldn't when you love someone you don't want to put them through any amount of pain right it's the last thing you want to cause no matter if it's like i hate that i have to do this kind of thing whatever the reason may be it's like mm, the last thing you'd want to do regardless if it means that it's going to cause pain is to cause this other person pain. Uh, you would most likely do anything to avoid that, even if it maybe sometimes meant causing yourself pain or like right. self-sacrifice in a way. Like you're like, I have to sacrifice this in order to keep them. And I'm not talking like you have to like fucking kill their brother or something. <laughs> sometimes yeah. you have to sacrifice, you know, I can't live in New York City if I want to be with this person because this person really has to stay in Denver, Colorado for their job. So I'm going to sacrifice that to be with this person. But being okay with that sacrifice and not mm, holding not it, holding it against them forever. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's things like that that you have to kind of weigh the good with the bad when it comes to analyzing that person and really being reflective of it and acknowledging that this is the person you're you're choosing. I think when you you have to I go with the fact that they are waking up every day and choosing you and they one day decide never to choose you again and they break up with you, that that is not the person that you're supposed to be with and so you need to move on in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because I don't think that people think about that. They're like when something ends, there's a reason and a lot of times that person is not choosing you and they're not choosing to be with you and and love is a choice and being with somebody is a choice and you have to work hard to make it work sometimes. And you don't um, need to know why they're not choosing you. No, but you think you want to know why. But I promise no, you don't. You, you really don't want to know why. The one but thing like, my therapist, well, I'll say like the one thing my therapist always told me, she was like, even if you knew why he was breaking up with you, what, how would that benefit you? How would that change anything? It wouldn't. Cause you're, like, you're going to think that you can change that outcome. Like you're going to think you're going to take that information that you learn. You're like, Oh, well like, how can I make them want to choose me again? But like once they've decided they're not going to choose you a lot of times, even if you get back together, a lot of times it doesn't work out and yeah. they still and don't, you don't choose always you. always need a reason. Sometimes you just wake up and you just no longer have feelings for the person. And it, you think that, Oh, if I knew exactly why they're breaking up with me, that's going to help me heal. It probably it's going to make you hurt more because you're going to hear like, oh, I don't love you anymore or, you know, like whatever it may be. It's just only, it's not going to help you in any way. You have to give yourself that own closure in a sense when you don't get that closure. And I think that's one of the biggest lessons that you have to implement in moving on. But continue with what you were saying. Okay. I don't know. I lost it. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say like for me, one of the lessons that I'm, I mean, there's many lessons I feel like I'm implementing now. And one of them being that, I was in a relationship where I was told, oh, it's okay to cry. And then I cried and then I was told I was overreacting and I, my, my emotions were manipulated. So I stopped feeling them and I intellectualized them and I was afraid to let anybody see that side of me. And granted, the writer has not physically seen me have a mental breakdown and have a panic attack, but he has heard it. Because he called me when it happened and the fact that someone extended their hand when I was in a very vulnerable state and offered like, would that help? Like if I called you, would that help? And I was like, okay, I can take this moment to shut him out and deal with this on my own like I normally would. Mm -hmm. Or I can take this as a moment where I am super vulnerable and I am very fragile and, and allow him to be in, included in this moment and see how I am. Because eventually he's going to see it. Eventually right. it's going to happen. And I would rather know his response to it now than his response to it later on. And he handled it flawlessly. Not flawlessly. But like, I don't want No one's flawless. But he handled it amazing mm-hmm. and was gentle and said all the correct things. And I mean, even when he didn't, he was like, okay, okay, okay never mind, never mind. Let's, let's think of something else. Okay. <laughs> like immediately try to resolve it and help me talk through it in order to get my breathing and my crying down. And it only made it better. And I think it's one reason, it's, that's one reason I like talking to him now whenever I'm going through something really stressful is because he has such a calm demeanor to him. He is very calm like for him to be a libra super calm but it's, it's that capricorn moon 
was gonna say it's got there's gotta be some Capricorn in there it's, somewhere. That's just mellow and just grounded. And that part is what I think shows a lot in him that how grounded he is. It's like like I can help you. I can I want to help you on top of that was what was attractive about it. It's not like, oh, that sucks. I'm sorry you feel that way. It's like, okay, would call would me calling you help? Like I want to help you. I'm extending my hand in this moment for you to show you that I am here for you in a mm-hmm. way. And I've never received that before, except for the college boy. There was one moment where that happened mm-hmm. and it was it felt genuine. And accepted. And I was like, oh, this makes me want to open up to you more and tell you more things. And it doesn't make other big things that I know are going to eventually come in our relationship, like meeting family and whatever. It doesn't make those moments as scary anymore. And it makes me feel like, oh, like there's times when I think I have asked him something or I, you know, made a joke about something or he, like he like the other night for example i was like i was like you know i'm so impressed with like you know like what you've done like blah 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 and i was like yeah you really someone should thank your mother because she did a great job at raising you and everything and he's like well she's going to be here in a couple of weeks if you want to thank her yourself and i was like um i mean and i think he could tell <laughs> I, was like, I was like um i mean if you want me to he's like no i feel like we need to wait before like we get parents involved and everything i feel like i want to date you long a little bit longer before that's involved and i was like one sigh of relief two thank I, you <laughs> um i like that he said no just he didn't outright say no but he uh he he declined that invitation because i can trust him at his nose now that he's going to set boundaries of where he is at Mm-hmm. which makes me allow me to trust his yeses more. Ah, uh-huh. that's a good point. I like that. And yeah. so I feel like it's the same way. Like I can set a boundary and say no, and he will respect that boundary, which will only make him want to accept my yeses further as well. So I think those are healing parts for me. I mean, boundaries to begin with were things that I needed to work on establishing because it was so easy just to always say yes, yes, yes. Because out of fear of abandonment, like, oh, I have to say yes, or you're going to leave. I have to say yes, or you're going to be upset with me. I can't say no. I can't say, you know, decline things like that because then it doesn't like, I'm I'm not, I mean, what if I don't have the chance again? Like, what if I don't have this opportunity again? And being able to feel comfortable in my no makes me feel even more comfortable to say enthusiastically yes. Um, so yeah. that was one thing that I am really proud of myself to see myself work on and implement those lessons. Um, I also like, what was it the other day? I realized it's October now. I've been talking and I'm saying talking because that's all we've done is fucking talk. <laughs> True. This is the true definition of talking. <laughs> We've literally gone on one physical date. <laughs> but it's been since July. Oh, wow. And normally I would be there implementing and counting every, okay, it's been three months. It's been four months. Okay. Like when's shit going to hit the fan kind of thing. And like realizing how long it's been and being like, okay, like it's been three months and we haven't been boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. Like, I don't know where we're at. I'm confused. Not once if I had that single thought i was like oh yeah. fuck it's october i've been talking someone asked me the other day like how long have you been like dating or talking i was like since july so july august september four months now i yeah i was like oh wow oh wow okay so that has been refreshing not to sit there yeah, and like because i feel like you haven't even like set you know what i mean like we've we've talked about it, but like, you've not been like in the past where you've been like, Oh my gosh. Like, do you think that I should, you know, not once I've had things? to Google fucking anything and look no. for outside advice. I've only heard good things, which is, do you know how nice is- it is not to sit there and have to like go on Reddit? Like the r slash relationships, Reddit page and, and like look for questions that are similar to what I'm experiencing and be like, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. He just fucking tells me. <laughs> It's great. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> but I think also with that being said, it's been not, we have both said it's been nice with what the pace we're going at right now, because if we had been in person, both of us probably would have felt more pressure mm-hmm. to 
take things to the next step before we were ready to and at the pace we're going at now it's a much slower pace we're getting actually we're building that friendship and I actually right. talked to Kirsty I actually talked to Kirsty Taylor about this the other day on Instagram um, we were DMing and I was like it's nice because we're you know we're having that chance to build that friendship and get to know each other more so when the next phase like comes or like when we are wanting to get more serious and everything it's much more relaxing because we already have like gotten so well to know each other like if and really care about the person as who they are instead of you know other things becoming a distraction or getting in the way mm-hmm. no and I think this is also spoken to your communication skills and how I feel like I mean you already have good, good communication skills but I feel like you've been way more vulnerable with him mm-hmm. as compared to other because you really don't have that like in-person physical opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, long distance relationships are really a testament to the two people that are involved in them. And so it's really, I think it's really cool to like watch you do this because you've one, you've not really ever done this before, but also like, I feel like it speaks to what, what you have learned from previous relationships as well. Yeah. Like being able to do being able to be in a long distance sort of situation without having the anxiety of like, oh, are they going to leave? Or like, oh, am I going to say something over the Mm -hmm. phone? You know what I mean? Like, I don't get that vibe from you. Mm -hmm. Whereas I have in the past with other people. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think it's also too that, like, I just feel like every day going back to the choosing thing, like, I feel like every single day when we are talking, he's actively waking up and choosing to still talk to me and still get to know me. And mm-hmm. I don't have to worry if there's anyone else because he, one, he's also assured me. He's like, he's like, I, he's like, I didn't, I'm, I'm surprised I got this one opportunity. I'm not going to fuck it up. To get, like, he's like, there's no one else. Like, I I got, I, he's like, why would I ever risk that? Like, I'm, I'm not going to risk that. Uh, and so like he makes it, he knows my love language and uses mm-hmm. it every single time we talk and have a discussion even in like the good morning text he sent me, he uses my love language because he knows that words, even if he doesn't know, he does know because I've told him, but he uses words of affirmation every single time we talk to reassure me that, hey, I'm still choosing you in a way. Unfortunately, I do my best to, his physical touch is his love language. So like, you know, I can't really do that. Um, (laughs) But still other things are important to him. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to still do these other things that I possibly can and you know turn to you when i feel like i can uh in order to make you feel like there's this closeness even Mm -hmm. though like we physically can't be close right now kind of thing i've always said though i would be great in a long distance relationship uh because i border on wanting to be close to you but not needing to be physically close to you I guess, mm-hmm. uh, because sometimes I feel like whenever I've been in relationships where, and, and this is different too. I, you know, when I was dating the actor, homeboy would FaceTime me like almost every day. And I was like, this is a lot. Can you calm the fuck down? Mm-hmm. Homeboy texts me every single day, calls me either every day or FaceTimes me almost every day. Like, and I don't have that sense of overwhelming right right now. But it's because I know that this is something we need to do in order to continue this going because we don't have that option of also seeing each other in person. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm sure I'll still call him, like, when I'm in L.A. and I can't go over to his place or anything. You will. But <laughs> I, I, we're not going to FaceTime really that much because I could just go to his place and physically see him and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it doesn't feel overwhelming because it's not – we're not sitting there texting like, what like what did you do today? And like, what did you have for breakfast? Like the actor. Yeah, I that kind of that kind of goes away. Like I was <laughs> very like, I soon. Don't, I've told I told people from the beginning. I don't give a fuck what you had for breakfast. Like, please don't tell me. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's more just meaningful dialogue that we're exchanging with each other, and I think that we also can kind of get each other's brains. I mean, there's things about us that we don't understand fully, like. 
he's fucking into Dungeons and Dragons and shit like that. I don't fucking get any of that. I don't plan on understanding it. Um, it's okay. You need to have your things that are just for you. Yeah. That's, that's what makes it. And it's not that he wants me, he doesn't even yeah. want me to understand it. He's like, I'm, I'm not even going I'm to just, try. I'm just letting you know that I like to do I this. I like to do this. You do not have to like it. You don't even have to understand it. Mm-hmm. That's fine because I'm not going to explain it to you either because it's too much. <laughs> I was like, it's fine. Cool. Great. Love it. Sweet. Sounds great. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think just speaking up for myself and allowing myself to, to be vulnerable more and and vulnerability shows in like asking questions like and not being afraid to look dumb. Because mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck it's like applying for an apartment. I've never done this before. I've lived in apartments, but I've, I've have fortunately had the privilege of having my parents help me with that and assist me with that. And they just did it all for me. Uh, so, I mean, my, my, my mother's love language is after acts of service. So she's like, just let exactly. me do it for you. Mom's just like, I'll just do it. It's fine. I got I'll it. I'll just do it for you. It's fine. It's where I get that from. <laughs> Very true. Very true. So I was fortunate enough to always have a mom who was like, you know what? I'll just do it for you because she's trying to make my life easier. That's her Mm -hmm. love language. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, okay, I need to learn how to do this on my own. Mm -hmm. I need to do this myself and everything. And I'm like, I feel like an idiot. Like I'm 28 years old. I feel like I should know how to fucking apply for an apartment. And you know, this man is older than me. I mean, he's not, he's 31, but I'm like, he's older than me. Like, I feel like he's going to think I'm an idiot because he's like, what the fuck? This bitch doesn't know how to apply for a fucking apartment. I'm dating such a dumbass. Like, <laughs> it's not, a, that doesn't sound, not how he sounds. Yeah. I was going to say that <laughs> seems like an inaccurate representation. <laughs> it's, but it's trauma that I've carried over but from previous relationships. When I've dated, yeah. Yeah. When I've dated older guys who've done this at, they're like, oh, she's a child. Like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Oh, you you have never applied for an apartment? Like, that's what I hear. You've never yeah. done that? You don't know how to do your taxes? Like, like yes, I'm up. very no. privileged. I, you know, I checked that at the door. I know it. I know that I have had a great life. I am a only child. What can I do? Um, But being able to just be like, hey... Am I overthinking this like whole like like am I I'm, I'm I'm stressed about like applying for an apartment and like they're gonna ask like who my previous landlord landlords were and I don't have any and I mean because the last time I lived in an apartment was 2015 and I feel like an idiot because I don't ha- you know I don't know what the pro- proper protocol is and he's like you're overthinking it it's okay they don't give a fuck about that they just want money. Uh, <laughs> And so I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. So being vulnerable, asking those questions and, and, you know, just having that sort of intimacy in a way has been really nice uh, and refreshing and it's, me been, it's helped me better with it, I think. Right. And I think this podcast has also helped with it too. Oh, 100%. But it's, it's cool how we can like take the lessons we've learned and then also share them on the podcast too, because I feel like a lot of times people are afraid to talk about it and like afraid mm-hmm. to talk about what they learned or they don't even look at it as like a learning experience. So mm-hmm. I think it's really cool to bring light to the fact that like you can go through something that's not great, but you can learn so much from it. Like even if it's like you get fired from a job or like you work a job and you hate it and you leave, like you still learn things from everything that you do. Like everything in your life has a purpose and you're going to take something from that and take it on and be a better person and do better and bigger things. Um, and you told me that after me and the doctor broke up too, you're like, there's a reason all this happened. There's a lesson there. Mm-hmm. You, you may not realize it now, but you will eventually and everything. And immediately mm-hmm. I started, I tried to intellectualize it. You're and like, find, what, it, what is it? Find the like, lesson. I don't know what the lesson is. I'm just saying. <laughs> I wasn't in the relationship. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, I, and I'm, tr- I've lately, I've realized how much of a therapist friend I am. Like, Every fucking body, I love you guys. Everybody yeah. has been coming to me with their fucking problems, and I'm just like, you're gonna have to start charging on Venmo. I think I that's already, illegal, but <laughs> if you want to vent to me, you gotta Venmo me. That's what it comes you wanna, down to. Do you want to drop your Venmo tag this this episode too? At Emily Elise. It's I'm telling you, my my username is at Emily Elise on everything. Yeah. But yeah, I think when you're in the when you're in the thick of healing, I think one of the important things to keep in mind is it's harder to intellectualize and think of your lessons when you're in the thick of healing. And 
once you're out of that phase and you're, I think honestly, when you're getting to that anger phase after a breakup, that mm-hmm. it's a glorious phase because it you're is. finally realizing how mistreated you were or whatever the situation was. And you're finally realizing your worth. That is when those golden lessons are coming out. And that's when you really start, start journaling them, start keeping a track of it instead of just keeping it all inside. I think letting it out in some way, when you write it down, you're able to hold yourself more accountable to like, okay, like this is the things that I learned. This is what I want to change. And this is what I want to implement in my next relationship. And you're not having to think about your next relationship right then and there. You're just thinking of the future. Like the next time you have a connection with that person, you don't automatically have to be like, oh, you're like, you got to jump back on Tinder. Please don't. Like, mm-hmm. but just thinking like, okay, like the person I want to be with and the person that I want a future to build with, it's going to be able to do this, this, and this. They're going to be able to let me in. They're going to be able to support me. They're going to be able to show me the love that I deserve and how I want to see it. Right. What, so I think that those are things that are really important when you're trying to like heal. And then when you're in those relationships, you can look back and see, okay, like I know I said I really wanted to stand up for myself when I feel like I'm being mistreated. So I don't like that he flaked on me last minute um, for this date. So I'm going to speak up about how that made me feel instead of like blaming them kind of thing. Just be like, it made right, me feel right. like my time didn't matter to you in a way that's a poor way of phrasing it I think but just being like I don't feel like that my feelings are taken into consideration with this decision and Mm -hmm. then approaching it that way with the I feel statements instead of blaming them kind of thing like well you you fucking flaked on me last minute or whatever because that's some that's some some shit that I would come out with right like try not to be abrasive with it like like almost like doing it in a different way it just made me feel like my time didn't matter yes and I think also another thing is like learning to love yourself in the new like like I think it's really important to like take lessons and like I don't know I always think of the Selena Gomez song like the lose you to love me song Mm -hmm. because I feel like like in the thick of healing like you do realize like oh I didn't even really like love the person that I was when I was with this person and And so you love who you were with that person too exactly exactly because I think a lot of times I mean, for me, I sometimes have issues with who I usually could be in a relationship because I get distracted from a lot of things. And I feel distracted right now, but not because I'm in a relationship. That's something that literally distracted me. What's distracted me is fucking moving across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, that's distracted me from a lot of things. And yes, I have been had to like sit there and reprioritize the things in my life. It's like, okay, like I had to sit here and just think because now I have to think of another person. I had to make time for this other person, which is... And retrospect, old Emily, single Emily is annoyed by that. But at the same time, it's like, no, you like this person. You want to build a future with this person. So you need to make time for them. But you also need to just learn what your priorities are in the rest of your life and figure out what means the most to you. And that it's not good right now where I'm at because I have put things that are important to me, like my writing on the back burner. It's not because of that person though. And that's what I'm thinking about. It's because there's so much fucking going on in my damn life right now that I am more prioritized with money. Writing does not bring me money. Mm-hmm. Currently it mm-hmm. will in the future. And I am having to focus on those things, but I'm also trying to focus on things that bring me joy at this current moment because I don't have any ideas that I'm thrilled about. Writing is not bringing me joy. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to focus on things that bring me joy because most of my life right now is not bringing me joy because I'm fucking <laughs> it's moving. stress. Yes. So I'm like, okay, I already have enough stress going on. Stressing about a story that I'm trying to write, you know, to build my portfolio while beneficial to my career. It's not beneficial to my brain right now. And right. And once you get moved and settled and you find a routine, then you're going to you know, your creativity will be sparked yeah. and you'll and have I, a fresh new. I really want to start journaling, like, and just when I, and journaling, not with an, a prompt in mind, just journaling a stream of consciousness. Like I just need to get the stresses in my head out onto a page. So I no longer have to deal with it in my head. Right. Kind of thing. Right. But yeah, I think that kind of sums up today's episode though. I feel like the survival guide I would put for this survival tape I'd put for this episode would be you can't, intellectualize and take the lessons that you're supposed to learn when you're in the thick of healing you really need to separate yourself from that but it's going to take time it's going to take months and that's why you really should value being alone before Mm -hmm. you 
dive into a new relationship. But it's important to keep in mind that these lessons that you've taken the time to learn over these months of being single, they're going to be really put to the test when you're in a new relationship, but it's okay. And if they don't go well, that is totally fine. It just mm-hmm. means that it's not the person for you because exactly. you need to stick to those lessons and you need to stick to what's true with you. Because when you decided that was important to you, you were single, there was no one else in your life that you were trying to win over or keep in your life. You were doing it for yourself. And so those are the things you need to keep in mind. Not, oh, what's going to keep this person in my life. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's great. What cool. a good episode. Wow. Look at what us. a healthy Learning episode. Lessons. Is this a reflectiveness of what season three is going to be? More healthiness? Healthiness, maturity. A movement to LA, which is... Wise words. You know, people are so healthy out there. So <laughs> maybe not in dating, but like in, you know, their food, they're healthy. Yes. I love it. I'm here for it. I'm here for the, I'm here for the new, the new season. The new so. gals. The new the gals. New gals. <laughs> Every day's a school day, guys. Wow. <laughs> Put that on some merch. Honestly, though. (laughs) Season three. Season three. Who knows? I'm ready for merch, y'all. I'm ready for merch. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey.